said the just shall live by faith. We pray that you teach us your way, great rabbi. Let us know your way, the way of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome you for the school of faith. By the way, we have moved our midweek services to Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. Now, last week we began with the school of faith. How many of you have listened to the audio? Let me see you by hand. Okay. So, we began to talk about why men need faith. And I think I gave you about 10 points. I said we are saved. We need faith because we are saved by, by faith. We need faith because Jesus said all things are possible to him, to us by faith. We need faith because we live by faith. We walk by faith. We stand by faith. We are preserved by faith. We are healed by faith. We overcome by faith. Without faith, it's possible to please God. And anything done without faith is sin. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to look at something. Just something that, that matters. First John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 4. Last week we talked about we overcome by faith. <clears throat> For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. For whatsoever is born, somebody say whatsoever. What does it mean to say whatsoever? It means that it is, it is open. Do you understand? It is not limited to a certain group of people. Do you understand? So when you, you see statements like whosoever whatsoever it says a universal statement universal word whatsoever it's a universal word but this time around the word is dependent on something is it whatsoever is born of god so let's say that when we are doing universal sets do you see that now the universal set is born of god do you understand so he said, whatsoever is born of God means all people who are born of God have something in common. So it means that you cannot be born of God and not be a whatsoever. Because he's about to say what he's about to say something. Are you with me here? And he said, This thing is done by people who are born of God. But just in case some of you forget. That and say that oh me no me I'm not part of them. So he has to first quantify and let us know which people will experience this kind of thing he's about to talk about, and it makes us know that it is those who are born of God. Now some people say no 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 it is it is when you are in the Church of Pentecost that you overcome or when you are in a church called overcomers one of my sons has a church that is called overcomers as a college his church is called overcomers so you may say okay you well you know this is afm you know afm is not overcoming so we don't overcome it's rather you know those who have the name more than congress international church and then um, a fighters church what fighters church what else Give me another name. <laughs> I'm back to say that. 
has nothing to do with overcoming. Armed forces church. Soldiers of Christ church. Salvation army. You know, if you have those kinds of names, you know that Charlie, you are bound to overcome. So it is easy for somebody to just assume that, okay, you know, you know, it is for a certain group of people. So, so John lets us understand by saying that for how many people whatsoever is born of God ha! didn't understand it do you know that he does not say whosoever it means that if this booklet is ordained of God is called by God do you understand it means that God can if let me say it, let me say it well it means that anything that comes from God, if God gives you a house, if God gives you a car, if God gives you marriage, if God gives you a child, if God gives you a shoe, if God gives you a business idea, it is whatsoever. It does not say whosoever. If he had said whosoever, would have said that it is human beings. I said that whatsoever, nothing that belongs to me that is attached to me is permitted to fail. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Whatsoever is born. When I was coming, I was chatting with Lady V and I was telling her something. This is the school of faith. I was telling her many, many years ago when people said, this is your ministry you are doing, it will, it will collapse. I'm not talking about that church. I'm talking many, many years ago. Almost everybody who knew me said, oh, forget about this thing. Go to school. Go to school. But the ministry was born of God. Do you understand? It was born of God. And listen, my ministry, sit down for me, has gone through trials and temptations and attacks and problems and issues and criticisms over the years and I can tell you that I'm still here today because you see they thought that the vision would die I said whatsoever they said I didn't call myself I wanted to be a robotics engineer I had, I had important things to do with my life I'm not saying ministry is not important but I mean this is not what I wanted to do But the team was born of God. That is why there are some people they get up and they think ministries. You know, when you do ministry, quickly, quickly, you buy a car, you build a house, you be rich. Then they say, Now nah, I want to do ministry. Those people they become poorer, frustrated, and battered, and they end up quitting and leaving. Because the thing that they carry is not born of God. But listen to me. If you carry something within your womb and that thing is born of God, nothing can touch it. Listen. I carry destinies in my womb. My go Socrates attire. Destinies are inside of me. Listen, it it cannot die. This thing you are doing, we are just giving you two years. I mean, even in SHS, someone just looked at this. Oh, I knew one mate when we were in school. One mate, he was more audacious than you. You know me, I've never been the audacious kind. Just like a normal human being, but. When I hold the microphone, I'm different. That's just how I've always been. You understand? They said, and because of that, they said, this guy, he was more just when he's even, when he's even, blowing, 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 blowing
is doing lottery and other things. Oh, I know a lot of. Yesterday I was uh, scrolling through Facebook and I was showing my wife a lot of a lot of people that I knew in SHS days and other things. And and I, I, I met someone and I was surprised. I was like, wow, who that believe this person will not be in ministry? Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now look at this. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. <laughs> Listen. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It said if any man will turn his back he said, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Ah. If you stop believing in God, you are finished. Because nothing from God will work for you. Nothing works without faith. Nothing works without faith. How many things? How many things? Nothing works without faith. After the fall of man, even before the fall of man, faith was the only thing that was hanging. You see, the eating of the tree is not what made Adam and Eve to sin or fall. It was the decision to eat of the tree because God said that of all the trees that are in this garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree in the middle of the garden, you may not eat. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now God was saying, I want you to believe me or believe in a tree. That's the two things. If you choose to believe in a tree, it means that you are walking out of faith into unbelief. So, independence is believing in yourself. When people are independent of God, they say, oh, me, I don't believe in God. They are simply saying that I have faith in myself that I can do everything by myself and produce every result by myself. Are you with me here or not with me? Am I talking to somebody? So, when Adam ate of the tree, Adam was choosing to live from God dependence to man dependence. I've thought this over and over again. So God now said that since you have decided to move from God dependence to man dependence, he said you shall eat by the sweat of your bro. In other words, everything you ever have, you will struggle to have it. Why? Because before that, everything you ever had was free. A wife was given to you without asking for it. Is it true? It's not true. Adam didn't ask for a wife. Well, he said, oh, for Adam, when he was naming, he looked around, he didn't find his own suitor. He didn't ask for it. That's why when the woman led him to sin, he told God, you gave me a wife. I never asked you for a wife. What am I saying? Before Adam decided to live an independent life or a life without faith, Adam had everything given to him without asking for it. That's what faith does. It gives you even things you do not ask for. Simply for believing in God. God now considers all the things you need and gives to you. So he says, he said, my, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory which are in Christ Jesus. How many of your needs? How many of them? How many of them? How many? Say it well. How many? How many? Did he say your financial needs? Did he say your spiritual needs? Did he say your material needs? 
Did he say your job needs? He said all. One time Jesus was talking to his disciples, and you know what Jesus told them? He told them that, oh, you see, look at the grass of the field. Have you ever seen them going to farm? He said, no, I've never seen the grass washing or cleaning themselves. He said, yes. He said, your heavenly father knows how to even give them clothes to wear. He said that the grass of the field, they have clothes the way. He said, God comes down from heaven to give them clothes. He said, the best of the field, have you ever seen them planting banana or something before? He said, no. He said, every day your heavenly father comes down to give them food. He said, your heavenly father, this is a dear heavenly father. It means like grass, God is not their father. That, I, mean, I think that's what Jesus because he said your heavenly father. Maybe he was, you, you, it, I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. But he said even them cry that God is their uncle or something. He said God comes down to feed them. He said how much more you? The problem is not God. Every now and then I look at my life and I see that I am handicapped. Do you know handicapped? It means a time where I, I want to stretch my hands and reach this and I'm unable to reach it or get something done. I know that God is not the problem. I am the problem and the problem is faith. Faith is the problem. Because last week we learned that Jesus said that if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be moved from here. And he said, and the mountain shall hear you. And I told you that the mountain doesn't refer to a physical mountain. It means that impossible situations that look like mountains. A certain doctor's report. A certain job denial. A certain property you want to buy. And you, all the money you have on you is like 2% of the property. It's a mountain. A certain thing you, you want to get done. But you find out that you are you do not meet the requirements of getting the thing done. And Jesus said, if you have faith, not a big faith like this basket. He said, a faith as small as the grain of granite. Jesus said, if your faith is, is full like, are you following me? If your faith is full like this bucket, then you can say to impossible situations, be moved from here. No. It's a little fit. How many fit? A little fit. Ah. At this time, I preach on radical faith, a ra- radical friendship. I think those guys, I use them. To, yeah, I said they had radical faith. It's in their points. Radical friendship. They broke the ceiling of somebody's house. And drop their friend. That's faith. And Jesus said, if you have faith, like a grain of mustard seed, you say to a mountain, remove. And a mountain will move. Now tonight, we want to look at what faith is. Where's your husband? Okay. 
what faith is. Many years ago, I was about 10 years ago when I started learning into faith. 10 years ago, I remember 2012. When I was learning on the subject of faith, God led me to blessed memory Kenneth Erwin Hagen and he really helped me to understand the concept of faith and I think that tonight and the whole of this month I'm the Kenneth Hagen who is going to be teaching you on faith and I can tell you that my life has never been the same again after listening to Kenneth Hagen for those number of years I, I literally understood what faith is because I, I, there are some things that you think is faith but it is not faith and firstly, I remember many years ago, Kenneth Hagin, as he began to teach on faith, what faith is, he started teaching on what faith is not. And if I'm going to teach you on what faith is, I will teach you on what faith is not. Faith is not zeal. That's the first thing you must understand. Faith is not zeal. What is zeal? Enthusiasm. I've seen people who are enthusiastic about something and never had it. Have you ever been enthusiastic about something and never had it? I will even say enthusiasm in tree. Or zeal. Ahonkeka. Faith is not ahonkeka. Like you feel like most of the time we feel like faith is not ahonkeka. And a lot of time people don't, pastor I believed oh, oh prophet I believed God oh, I believed God but I don't know what happened. Faith is not zeal. It's not enthusiasm. It's not passion. The second thing you must know is that faith is not a feeling. Because faith is not a feeling. Most of the times, your faith will oppose your feeling. I have been in situations in my life where I, I was in a place where my feeling was saying this thing will not work. All the, the feelings, my body, my mind and everything is saying, no, this thing will not work. But my faith said, this thing will work. My faith said, this thing will work. And listen to me. If your faith says yes, God will not say no. Because God said, I want to say yes, therefore believe. Faith is not, it's not what? It's not feelings. It's not emotions. It's not crying. There are some people they feel like if they cook, if they are praying and they are crying or something, that's when God will, will know that Charlie um This is what he has here. Faith is not feelings. But faith can produce feelings. But feeling yourself is not faith because if you are not careful, most of the times you will think that you don't have faith. But at that time, that you think you don't have faith, you actually have faith. But because you think that since I have faith, there must be a feeling that comes with it. And since my feeling is telling me the opposite, then that means that I don't have faith. No. Faith is not feelings. It can produce feelings, but be very careful because sometimes your emotions, I'm talking about fear, happiness. You know how maybe before we play some match, Ghana match, everyone is happy, we will win. This team there, we are all happy that we will win. Before we realize, we, and when we ask, I have 
faith that we win this match. Is it true or is it not true? Then come on us will give us how much? 3-2. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? So faith is not what? Now faith is not hope. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about hope a little bit. Faith is not hope. Over and over again, I keep praying for people. And while, or maybe somebody comes to you with a problem and you're praying, so oh, pastor, we are hoping for the best. Oh, we hope. I said, don't hope. I said, have faith. Hope is not faith. That's why most of the things you hope for never come. Jesus, said, Jesus didn't say that. If you could have a little bit of hope, like a grain of mustard seed, you say to this mountain, what is hope? Hope is, ah, I know one day I may be the president of Ghana. That is hope. I know that one day I may be the president of Ghana. What is hope? Hope is a certain picture of the future. A certain picture. And it's what they want to be a whole a idea something you are looking up to in the future is hope. Rabbi, you're welcome. What is hope? Hope is a picture of the future. So faith is not hope. Oh, Pastor, we are hoping, we are hoping that um, 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 my wife can be healed. We are hoping that my child will be healed. You keep hoping till the person dies. I have hoped for things and never had them. Is there anybody here who has a witness? Who is a witness? Most of the things you said were faith, were actually hope. Hope is future things. Hope is what? Somebody says future tense. Somebody says future tense. What does it mean future tense? It means that hope speaks concerning the future. No, Oh, I know. One day in the book of John, let me show you something in the book of John chapter 11. It's not part of my notes, but let me just show it to you. In John chapter 11, Jesus came to a funeral of Lazarus. Lazarus was dead and buried after four days. And Jesus came to them and met La- uh, Mary. Mary Martha was was crying and, 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 and Jesus began to speak to, to Mary in John chapter 23, 11, 23, and said to Mary that thy brother shall do what? Shall rise again. Look what Martha said in the next verse, verse 24. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection when? In the resurrection, when? When? That's hope. Did Jesus say the last day? You will be healed. Then she said, I know that gradually, gradually, as God begins to help us, I know that one day I'll be healed. That's matter. Look at it. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Hope. Jesus is saying, thy brother shall rise again. Full stop. And you know Jesus had few ways. 
Don't that you say that thing to, to test you and confuse you? Why, Jesus, why don't you just say, Today your brother will rise? I say, Your brother will rise again. Oh, brother, no, oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear? Because I say, Oh, brother, I'm sorry. So that you will see your response. I'm going to make you rich. They're like, Lord, I know that one day, one day, you will, you know, I know that one day, one day. He said, no. He said, today. He said, today? Do you know there's a scripture in the Bible that says, today, if you hear his voice, he said, do not harden your hearts. Today. It means that there are people here today that say, no, no. I will wait for tomorrow. Today is not the day I receive. Let's just give God time for tomorrow. Look at it there. He said, he said, thy brother shall rise again. He said, no. Lord, I know that in the last day, he's talking about like about 2,000 and something years ago. We don't know if Jesus will come in 2,000 or 3,000. That's what Martha is saying. No, three, because Jesus has not come again. He has not yet come. It's not true. So the, the last day he's talking about, he said, Jesus, I know that in 2,000 years and that's hope. Hope is saying that I know that the thing will come, but it will come in, in, in years in the future. Years, many, many days after now. Then look at what Jesus said. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Ah. Jesus, stop confusing us. What are you talking about? Huh? I got it. Somebody who is dead believing you. Look at it in the Bible. Where is the scripture? Verse 25. Look at it there. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believed me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Then the next verse, look at the next verse. He gave two points. That faith is for both the dead and the living. Look at it. And whoever liveth. <laughs> you see that? He's talking about two types of faiths. Faith for salvation and faith for living. That's the two types of faith he's talking about. And, and we, we, we will deal with it maybe later. I'm not sure we may deal with it, but let me just deal with it. Since we are talking about hope. Over here, you see, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we get saved and we, we have the new life. Before we were saved, we were dead in our sins. We were dead. That's why when we die, we would have gone to heaven. We would have gone to hell. Before you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are dead. So you are the one he's talking about, not a physically dead person. Because a physically dead person cannot have it. Do you understand? Do you understand? So, the Bible says, he's already dead and condemned. That's why as soon as the sinner dies, immediately he goes to hell. There's no, he said, it's appointed to man to die once dead. As soon as you are dead, you are gone. So he's saying that a man that is dead, the only thing that can bring him back to life is faith. Then again, he says that a man that is living, 
He's talking about one who was dead and has not come back to life. He still needs faith so that he does not die. This kind of death is not talking about spiritual death. He's talking about physical deaths. Physical death, physical deaths, accidents, sicknesses, diseases, infections, and that's what he's actually referring to for Lazarus. Because remember, he said to them that Lazarus is not dead, he's asleep. What a rabbi. Exactly. Lazarus is not dead. Do you remember in, in, in the beginning, around verse 4? He said, no, he's sleeping. Hope says that, no, no, the guy is dead. You know, one day he will come back to life. But a man holds cons- to his word and says that he's asleep. And when he still comes back, he comes back to say that if he lives, he shall not die. He shall, not die. He shall never die. We're talking about what is faith. And I'm talking about what faith is not. And I'm saying faith is not hope. Hope is a picture of the future. Hope is future tense. Hope desires what is yet to come. Hope is like a desire. It hardly produces any resource. Faith is not hope. I told you that faith, hope, is what? Future tense. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. I'm going to give you three points of what faith is. Three points of what faith is. Hope is future tense. Faith is present tense. Faith is present tense. When Jesus walked up to the woman who had lost her daughter, he said, thy daughter sleepeth. Eh? He said, no, no, don't worry, she's sleeping. Present tense. Hope speaks concerning the future. Faith speaks concerning the present. So look at it there. Look at it in your Bible. Are you following me or what? He said, now. Somebody said, now. Somebody said, now. Does it say, uh, tomorrow? He said, now. Faith is. Faith is now. Now, faith is. Faith is now. If I am going to get healed, I will not believe that I will get healed tomorrow. I am getting healed today. Faith is now. Hope says, one day, I will be healed. Faith says, today, is the day I am going to be healed. That's what faith is. Now, faith is. The day I learned this, I began to walk in a different realm of, of understanding God. Because the Bible says that a day before the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is, is like a day before the Lord. In other words, God speaks from now. God deals with now. He's always 
proactive. He's always doing the thing now. Now. It's now. You're doing it now for the future. We are not waiting for the future to come before it is done. It is now. So look at it in the Bible. It said, now faith is. Hope says, one day God will help me. Faith says, God will help me today. Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of master, you will say to this man, be moved from here and it will move immediately. He didn't say it will move in five years time. He said immediately. Faith is now. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Faith is now. And a certain woman with, the, with an issue of blood for a year, for 12 years, uh-huh. and I suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Uh-huh. And she heard of Jesus, came in the press and touched his garment. Verse 28. What did she say? For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. Who's up? Faith is now. He didn't say, if I, if I book an appointment and I meet him tomorrow, he said, today, he's in the crowd. I just have to do something now. And if I'm able to do something now, I'll get my resource now. Next verse. And Jesus knowing, straight away the fountain of her blood dried up. When? 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 That is why Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of master seed, because this woman had a mountain of blood for 12 years. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. I don't know who I'm teaching to. Maybe the message is for those who listen to it online. Her mountain was her blood. Because listen, is that she had done everything in the hands of doctors and physicians. All the doctors of the day said this thing cannot be done. But she said, now. She said what? 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 I'm not hearing you. She said what? She said what? What did she say? Now. Her whole statement is now. If I can tell, because Jesus is right there in the crowd. She didn't say, maybe one day when he dies and he resurrects and whatever. You know, if I go to his house and meet him and whatever. I've been to meetings and I'm preaching and teaching and people are waiting to book an appointment with me for me to pray for them. I see that as a lack of faith. All people that everywhere I've ever preached and anyone after I've finished preaching, people can, I want you to pray for I, I've seen all of that as a lack of faith. All of it. I'm telling you this. I've been preaching for almost 18 years now and I can tell you that all of it is a lack of faith. All of it. All of it, how many of it? All of it is a lack of faith. How many of them? Yeah, I said all of them. Because you can receive your healing, receive your miracle, even before the pastor noticed you have a problem. Jesus didn't know that woman even 
okay, she knew as God because she existed, but she didn't know that the woman was even in the crowd. She booked no appointment. She wasn't waiting for nonsense protocols from Peter and other disciples. Besides, remember, when she was even coming, they would say, hey, 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 get off, get off from here. He said, the crowd pressed on Jesus. He said, me, I must do something. I'm not waiting for protocol. Most of the things we do as Christians is a lack of faith. I'm waiting for your pastor to pray for you before you get a miracle. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith. I'm preaching a message. Some people may not like this message because, because if we preach this way, people say, oh, what are what pastors for? We are, we, we, are, not, we are for what I'm teaching you about. We are for what I'm teaching you about. Do you think I'm not anointed to you that's sick? I am. Problem is, she healed herself. Oh, Jesus didn't heal her. She healed herself. All throughout the Bible, all those who were healed were healed according to their faith. You notice, he said, according to your faith, according to your faith, according to your faith. God is not the problem. Your faith is the problem. According to your faith. The blind man who came to Jesus, the lepers, according. Um, the woman with the issue of blood, according. The guys who dropped their friend, according. Everyone that came to deal with the problem, it was according to your faith. Because faith is now. We are talking about what faith is. Hope is future tense, faith is present tense. So he says, now faith is. Not now faith will be. Did he say now faith would be? He said now faith is. I'm preaching a powerful message and somebody said, hurry up and let me see you because I came here because I wanted to come and see so that I pray for me. While I'm speaking, Jesus said the words I speak to you, they are spirits in their life. Because somebody can open his mouth this way, the same way this mouth is speaking and curse you into, and, and the curse causeless. If it has a cause, it will come to pass. So the same way I'm speaking, I'm speaking life. Something is happening in your bones. And in your blood. Ulcers are disappearing. Asthmas are disappearing. Debts are being cancelled. Situations are being turned around. Even while I talk. Because faith is, I'm not waiting to close the service, finish teaching, then I say, now it's time for me to lead you to pray. Now it's time for me to lay hands. No! Faith is now. people that are around me, when I say I want to do something, I don't say we will do it. I, I, unless that thing is something that we have set a time frame for it. I say we are doing this this month. We are doing this thing this month. Next month we are doing this thing. But faith is now. Faith is now. 
Faith is not. It does not speak concerning things that are in the future. It speaks concerning things that are now. You are waiting. Listen. All my problems are faith problems. The things I don't have is not that God will not give. It's just a faith problem. Because if my faith says yes, God will not say no. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus was not even aware, but she received a miracle. I mean, look at this. Sit down for me. It's very funny when people come to you as a prophet. They come to you and do you know they are book seven appointments. Right after you, they are going to meet another prophet. It's a lack of faith. I mean, why do you book appointment with three different men of God looking for the same thing? It's a lack of faith. This is my life as I'm here. I can count how many hands I've laid on this head. I can count them. I can count them like this. I know every man of God who has laid hands on this head. I don't need, I don't need it. Because while I'm seated down and the message is coming, I'm receiving something. May I consider even a handshake with an anointed man as, as the, the, that's the end of, that's the impact. It just a handshake is more than enough. I've been to meetings and after I'm done, the man of God, I've said, I'm done. And I've also been to me, people have come and I've, I've said, is that all? I knew they, your problem is faith. Is that all? Oh, man of God, just like that. I said, yeah. That's why some people don't understand me. Because I've lived by faith. I've lived by faith. About a month ago, I went to do some work and I went to a store to buy something and they, one of the ladies there knew me. I mean, I don't know them. He said, ah, Prophet Micah. I said, he said, wow. So I was going to buy something. Then I said, how much? He said, it's 80 cities, two. I said, 80 cities, so it, how much is it? How many is it in the box? Two. I said, so the two in the full box is how much? I said, one, one sister. I said, ah, but one is 80 cities. Why is the whole box one sister? He said, that's all. I said, this one. Then they showed me another one, which was like 140. So why is this one one foot in this one stick? I May mean, I always ask that question? I always ask. I just want to know. And so this one is, is, is better than this one. I said, okay, give me the one that is better. I will never choose what is not better. I will never choose it. No, 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 no. no. I will never choose what is not better. I, I, I'm saving 20 cities. No. That's why you'll be poor. I'll never choose what is better. Is not better. If I can afford, I'll never choose what is not better. If my money is, I'll never choose what is not better. Yes. When I was done, am I teaching? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, you said we should close the service. When I was done, the woman said, Wow, yeah, prophet, please pray over this man's shop. Things are not well. I said, By giving you my money, has dropped in your bowl. You cannot be poor from today. I said, My money has dropped in your bowl. Me, me, see, cut or bowl. That is the level of faith I have. That me, if my money comes from my pocket, it's coming from an anointed pocket. Hey. 
Your problem now must be to believe because the woman said, if I can touch his trousers. Is it in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? My money has touched my, my trousers. Is it not true? Has my money not touched my trousers? If my money and, and your, your, your work now must be faith. I have stepped, my shoes have stepped in your shop. Some of you should invite me to your house. Am I talking to somebody? It is fatal. The problem is not, um, oh, Pastor, didn't you pour oil? Did you, uh, that's not the, the problem, is faith. Me, I believe that a handshake is enough. So, wow, a handshake. A handshake is enough. Sit down for me. Now, faith is, as a faith is what present tense. If you are going to buy a car, don't say that, oh, you know, um, um, we are hoping that one day when God opens a door, we'll buy a car. Make the decision, I'm going to buy a car this year. Don't just say this year. You know, these pastors and their lies. These pastors and their lies. They are pastors that are poor and battered and beaten and tattered. Don't don't do these things and say this. It's because you're a pastor. Not because I'm I'm a pastor. Pastors are poor. Tattered and beaten. It's not pastor work. That's why you can go to a certain church. There's a certain member who is tithing faithfully, who is, who is praying more, who is loving God. The pe- member is being blessed better than his pastor. It's not, a, it's not pastor work. The Bible said God is not a respecter of persons. If your pastor doesn't believe it, you believe you receive his resource and you still be struggling. If God is talking to me about a building and I'm still struggling to believe God for a building and you believe God for a building, I will be, a, I'll be here. Still, still renting and struggling to buy a land. You will buy a land built like a joke. Don't, don't do pasta. Because don't do. Faith is not about pasta. Faith is not about pasta. Even the disciples who work with Jesus, Peter and Co. didn't believe Jesus as much as as much as this woman with the issue of blood. It's not about pasta. It's not about oh, you know. You know, it's because you're a pastor, that's why you get those results. Not because I'm a pastor. It's because I have faith. Faith is the difference. Am I talking to somebody tonight? I said faith is the difference. Sit down again. Faith says what? 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 Say it like you mean it. Faith says what? Faith says, when will I be healed? Faith says, when am I building my house? Faith says, when am I getting married? Faith says, when is that door coming? Now. Now. I haven't even begun teaching. Oh, yeah. I haven't even begun my nose. Look at it. Look at it. Start here. Faith is now. Faith is present tense, church. Don't worry about my tablet, it's not yours. If it's pause, I'll get another one. Faith is now. How I got this tablet? This tablet, as at the time it was bought, it was 8,400 Ghana cities. When I said I wanted it, I was just there, I was still in the car. I was, going, I, I was going to work. 
was, no, I was going to church. Yeah, church is work. I was going to work. Faith is now. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for because what you wish for is what you get. Oh, yeah. Now, give us our verse. Sit down again. Now, faith is. Now, faith is what? Now, faith what? Faith is. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The second thing we need to notice about faith is this. That faith... A spiritual substance for tangible results. Faith is spiritual value, spiritual currency for tangible results. Faith is spiritual substance. It is something that cannot be seen, which brings something that is seen. Are you with me here? You have gone to you have gone to take tea. Faith is what? spiritual substance for tangible results. It is spiritual value, spiritual currency. It is like it is like mobile money. Is mobile money money? Do you think your money on, on your bank account is physical money? It is not. It's not physical money. It's an electronic money. It's not fiscal money. Whoever invented that electronic money was so smart. Very smart. Are you with me here? That when you put money somewhere, it reflects electronically, and you can use that one to buy things everywhere. That is spiritual substance. I can walk to a store. I need maybe a book. I want to buy a book. Then I ask them, do you take Momo? They say yes. Suddenly, I send spiritual substance. And I get, I get what? A book physically. I show results for it. Am I talking to the church? No, they don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. No, they don't understand. Have you bought something online before? Did you send physical money? Did you give the money to a car? Did you do that? What did you do? You sent a substance which is not seen. You can't touch it. And still, the thing which was not seen produced something that two weeks later you were in your house and they knocked or they called you. Why did not be drew? You're like, ah, how did that happen? Did you doubt that? Did you doubt that? Why do you doubt when I'm testifying about what faith has done? They're like, oh, it's because he's a pastor. No. You didn't doubt when you bought something online and it came to you. Faith, look at it. He said, sit down for me. Now faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for. That's what I told you. Faith is not hope. What is hope? A picture of your future. I saw a book. I feel like, wow, this is a nice book. 
or a suit. I'm like, wow, I can wear this suit to David's wedding. Now I've seen a suit. I'm like, wow, I wish I could have this suit. That is hope. I don't have it. I don't have it. Somebody said, I don't have it. You, be, you went to the market, you saw some footwear. There's all oh, 12 cities. That's hope because it's not yet yours. What do you do then? You begin. Is it true? It's not true. You do what? You do what? In faith, we begin. Sometimes you may believe, and God will say, if you believe, empty your account. It's a bargain. He said, if you believe, I want you to go on a 12-day fast. When you are done, go and buy gifts and go and give it out to a donation in an orphanage. You're like, God, but I need money to buy a car. Right now, I don't have money. He said, we need to bargain. Prove that you believe. And sometimes to prove that you believe, if you have four, God will ask you to go to negative four. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? He will ask you to go to negative four. Not zero. You will even be owing four more. You have 40 CDs. You say, Phew. negative 40 CDs. Because you are owing quick loan and something else. <laughs> so I see the shoe. And I said, like, I like this shoe. It's so. I bring out my money. Then I said, how much? He said, so reduce it. Ah, ah this one, look at, there's even some dents here. There's a, a, a scratch here. I throw shoe there, it cannot have scratch, but I can manage. And I said, okay, I'll give it to you for 70. So, okay. Then you take it. Now, when you take it, you have tangible results. So, he said, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Not, he didn't say hope is substance. He said, faith is substance of something you wish like we are praying for you to be healed or something, receive a breakthrough, but you're like, oh, pastor, we are hoping for it. That is something you want to happen in the future, but faith now says that the thing you're hoping in the future, you can have it now. Am I talking to somebody? The thing you want to have tomorrow, you can have it now. So I say faith is a substance of thing hopeful. Hope is what I want to have tomorrow. Hope says I can have it tomorrow. Faith says I can have it now. Hope says that, ah, the marital door will open in next year. Next year, I will marry. Faith says, no, I'll marry this year. Hope says, so. Oh, you know, when I start working and I start getting a lot of money, that's when I know I'll settle down and see if I can get somebody and whatever. Hope says, faith says, I have this, I have this time to do this. The land is 10,000 cities. Your money is 2,000 cities. Hope says, wait. When you get then you buy. By the time you get so you never have because hope says when I get Future says, I'm starting now. So, faith says now. Faith goes to the person, bargains, and says, I will give you 2,000 cities. Give me one month, I'll bring the 8,000 cities. 
you leave the place say, Lord, I've taken a step of faith. If I didn't believe I can buy this land, I wouldn't have been there. Coming back to bring the money. God was sitting here and called Peter. He said, Peter, come here. You see your problem. You see, that's your problem. This person has more faith than you, Peter. Peter, do you see what I was talking about? The guy has faith. Go and tell Jamaica to go and do something about it. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is, the cattle is mine. He said, the gold is mine. He said, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. One time I said that, you see, if we want to buy something, if we want to get something, and we have faith, God is the one who pays, it's not us. If he can pay, then he's poor. And since he has to defend, defend his reputation, he will do it. Faith is spiritual substance for what? Physical resource. You have something you have believed God for, but it's in your heart. It's in your mind. It's in you. But the thing is not there. Remember last week, Abraham? Do you remember Abraham? The Bible says that in Hebrew, Romans chapter 4, he said that he went around calling himself what? A father of many nations. At the time that he called himself a father of many nations, he had no son. That is faith. He didn't say, one day, call me Abraham. He said, call me Abraham. Abraham means a father of many nations. Abraham means father. So he said, he said no, 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 no. Call me Abraham. He had no son. That's it. Give us that scripture. Romans chapter 4. Romans for what? Verse, um, verse 18. Let's look at verse 18. Let's start from there. Who against hope? Against what? Hope says in the future. I said, no, 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 not future. Do you understand? Who against hope? Hope says, one day I'll be a father of many. He said, no, 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 not, not, not one day. He said, now. So against hope, did what? Believed in hope. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? Let me explain. Can I explain? Yes, this is what happened. Abraham is not a father. He has hope that one day you have a son. Then he believes in that hope that one day you have a son. And when you believe, it is now. Is it true? He has no car. He walks around. Oh, he enters the bank and goes, Oh, I just parked my car outside and you know. Uh, I've, I, it's having some issues, so I'm taking a taxi and I've called the mechanic to come and check it out. No, 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 you are not lying. You are imagining and speaking. They'll say you are mad. That's Abraham's problem. They, they, I'm sure they said that, no, 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 this guy is a liar. You call yourself a father of many nations. You have no son. Physically, that was a lie. Physically, that was a lie. This is not true. A father of many, you are not a father of me. You have no son. Who against hope believed in hope and became what? That he might become the father of many according to that which was spoken. What was spoken? So shall thy seed be. Next verse. Look at verse 19. And be not weak in faith. They know what? 
he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old look look at this do you know what it means his own body now dead last time i told you that he didn't get erection his own body now dead that's figure of speech his body was dead you know that thing was dead When he was 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So you see, he's talking about two things. That's what he's talking about, physical things. So Abraham wasn't getting erection. Sarah herself too, her womb was dead. He was not weak in faith. He would sleep and wake up and write out that he's like, he I'm a father of many nations. <laughs> Uh, am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? You wake up and tell even what to eat. And you're like, no, I'm a rich young man. I am, I, I'm, I'm going to give place as gifts. I'm going to sponsor the gospel. I'm going to travel all over the nations. Spearheading the gospel. I prophesy. I see. I hear the voice of God. I do the impossible. I am not poor. I am not small. I may be small now, but I am not small now. You understand it? I'm small now, but I'm not small now. My erection is down. I'm not getting erection, but I'm a father of many nations. My womb is dead, but I'm a mother of many nations. Abraham said yes. And God said yes. God said yes. God said yes. Next verse, look at it. Look at verse 20. Look at it. Uh huh. He staggered not. He, sta- he never got to a point. God, what? No, uh, no, 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 no. He still held on and said, I'm a father of many nations. He staggered not. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. And what happened? And being highly persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Spiritual substance. I'm a father of men in his head. One time you come and see him and he has sat down with three chairs. He said, you will be called Isaac. You will be called, um, what was the other guy's name? Ishmael. You and you become whatever. Now you, I will send you to Harvard University. You to, um, you will go to Cambridge. You, I think you have to be a president or something. Yeah. Then his neighbors will pass him and they say, Ah, I said this guy is going mad. I said this guy is going mad. Listen, you must see before you can have it. You must see. But the scene is not physical scene, you know, because physical scene is deceptive. Physical scene, the account is you have no con credit. You must be spiritual, spiritual substance. He saw himself as a father of many nations. Science said no. Doctors said no. Sit down for me. Doctors said no. Family said no. Friends said no. His faith said yes. God said, I don't care about doctors. I don't care about your family. I don't care about your friends. All I care about is your faith. Faith. (laughs) 
when I look at my life, I see that all that I see in my life, I saw it some years back. See. What I see now, I saw it years back. I saw it. I saw it. Opportunities, graces, anointings. God's blessing, God's protection. I am heavily protected though. Even when I'm sleeping, I'm, I'm, I'm protected like, I'm more protected than the, the president of the US. Tell you the truth. Tell the truth. And that is why sometimes Satan will try to make sure that he discourages you out of faith. You call yourself father of many nations, but you don't have erection. He said, you will be a, a company of a shell, shell corporation. But you do you have do you even have a degree? You be an investor. You has anyone ever built a primary school in your house before? Then truly true, you will die and never see a realization of what God had spoken. And you may look, make it look like it was God who was a liar. But the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a man. He's not a man. I am a liar. I am a liar. God, the Bible says God is not a man, so all men are liars. You know, a man who says something and later just without saying you know, Charlie, things are hard these days. You know, I can't give you that money again. I told her I was going to give you that, but Charlie, now things are hard. So, Charlie, let's go. That is a man who has lied. But for me to say I will give you money means I have to give. So if I don't give, I have lied. Look at something in my Isaiah. 55. <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God, please, if you are going to give Abraham a son, why don't you just come to him when he was about 40 years old? Ah, ah. I want you, don't you think about the, the logic behind it? Does it make sense? Where was God? Maybe it was an, an excursion. No, no. Why would you wait for the man to grow old before you appear to and start giving? 75 years. 75 years old. Because he needed him to believe. Because if he had come at 30, you'd have doubted him. If you are strong, 
don't have any health complications. It's difficult for you to believe God heals. If you are from a rich family, you wake up with bread and butter in your mouth, oh, 18th birthday, you will not believe God can make a person rich. If you've never had a taste of greatness, it is difficult. That is why through our scripture, all people gave God came to in a certain way. He came when they had nothing. Why do you think that's the problem? Because that is when we actually believe. That's because most of the time, you see, if 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 God comes to me and said, I want you to buy this property and use it to do this. And I, I, I'm already rich. I just get up. I, I just oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm buying it. It's not true. Do you buy a shoe by faith? Because it's cheap. Shoes are not expensive. So a lot of Christians live their whole life without faith. It's true. Because everything they buy is what they can afford. Everything they do is what they are, they are, they are, they live within their, not faith, they live within normal means of living. If I want to buy a pencil and an exercise book, do I need faith to buy an exercise book? So if I buy things that I can only afford, at the end of the day, I never walk in faith. So God will speak to me about things I cannot afford and things I do not have. With a broken rib, he tell me, I want you to know that I can heal you today. Do you believe this? It's a kind. I said, Kai. With a stomach horse, I said, with a sickle cell status. If you saw me many years back, you wouldn't believe I'm the one here. So God will wait for you to enter that season. Then He brings you the word. He said, I want, I want you to believe. All this your malaria and thing. me, I don't remember the last time I slept. Recently, I saw I was traveling, I saw somebody a mosquito net. And I said, ah, people still use mosquito nets. No, 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 no. It was just last week. Oh. I said, ah, I'm not for that to use mosquito net. No, no, me, I don't know. I thought it has it like I, it, has, it has passed away or something. I don't know. Because when you are a sickness, it means your, your cells are weak. So every sickness is easy to attach themselves to you. But you know. You see, I wish I had a macabre. You see, the, the cell is like a beans. When you are a sickle cell, eh, your cells are like beans. They are sh- not complete like the, the oval or round shape. Dr. Amobia, is it true or is it not true? Is it true? Now, do you know why I don't forsake? Or even when sometimes maybe I may have some stomach upset within 30 minutes gone. Headache within 30 minutes gone. Do you know why? Because since it's oval shape, faith has filled the other parts. Faith has filled that part. Listen. The Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. By his faith. Faith has filled the other part. One time, I failed ill. About two years ago. Fairly it has been like seven years since I had that situation. Oh, yeah. Or ten years. 
It was serious. I was just there. That was 2020. After TGG. Oh, it was serious. I was like, ah, what is going on? No, no, I was like, what is going on? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I want to know if you still believe in divine healing. <laughs> I want to know if you still believe in divine healing. That's why you are sick. I want to know if you still believe it. Maybe you have forgotten. <laughs> so I had to go and look for my nose. I tell you. I had to go and look for my nose. And revisit my books on faith. So my faith came alive. And I received my healing. But the drugs were not working. It was getting worse. Sometimes that's what happens to all of us. Suddenly. A storm will just hit you. And that's when you, you, you have to defend your faith that no. No, 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 no. God, I, don't, I don't know. God just wants to know if I still believe that he can bless me financially. That's why he has allowed me to be broke this season. Every now and then, God will give you that test to see if you still believe. Because when you are soaring on wings of eagles, it's easy for you to forget the fundamental things that have actually made you who you are. If things are working well, everything is working. It's easy for you to even walk out of it. You start walking out of common sense. Oh, it's because I'm handsome. That's why somebody got me to marry. That's why I was able to marry. Oh, it's because I'm smart. That's why people listen to me. Oh, it's because I'm, you know, I'm doing a good job and I'm paid well. That's why I'm able to do this. So God will just have to beat everything away. And then a boy, come and sit down and let's see. When you see that you are taking your salary every month and it does nothing, then you come back to school. You go and look for your nose on the school of faith. And you sit down and listen to the message again. And you read your notes again and go through the scriptures. Then you come back. Before you realize, in the space of every... Recently, I was hit by a, a, a financial storm. I'm telling you this. A serious one, recently. I had to go back to my, my, my drawing board again. Of financial faith. In the series, I'll be teaching you financial faith. It's part of the series. I had to go back to my drawing board of financial faith. Because the money was coming, uh, so I even forgot of the principles and all the distance. <laughs> I had to go back to the basics. Ah, within three days, I bounced back like a joke. Within three days, not like, um, oh, within, uh, boom, my account was boiling again. <sighs> this thing is works, so. though. <laughs> yeah. Ah, look at the scripture. Look at it, look at the scripture. He said, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not tiva, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which it I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. my word does not return void. The problem is faith. Listen. God can come to you and tell you that. Are you with me, church? Or are you saying the time is gone so we should go home? Are you following me? 
Look at me. Look at me eyeball to eyeball. Those of you can see my eyeball, look at my occiput. I don't even have an occiput anyway. There's a place called Occiputalo. Look at my very little not Occiputalo. So the, the shell here is called the occiput. Hmm. He's been blessed. He said, My word will not return unto me for it. Let me show you another scripture. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Do you see that it is in past tense? And I are you here? And carried our what? He has carried what? Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Next verse. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. Not we will be healed. Some translations actually say we were healed. We were healed. We were healed. Like it's something that happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. That's when, you see, when you, you, are receiving your heal, you, you receive your healing. It's not something that um, is yet to happen. It's something that has already happened. Your duty is now go and receive it. For instance, if you have money in your bank account, so let's say you have money in your bank, you have the money there, but you don't have the money. Until you go and enter your ATM and enter the pin and pull the money out. Do you understand? The money is there, but it has not been accessed by you. You understand what I'm saying? So, since faith is spiritual substance, it says that Christ has taken away our sicknesses. But do we still forsake? Do we still forsake? Yes. So, how do we receive? what he has done. We receive it because it is spiritual substance so that we can have physical realities. We must believe it. We must confess it. We must live it. We must speak it. We must do it. This is because he says he became poor because of us. He became poor that we may become rich. It means that I'm not poor. I'm rich. The poverty that he talks about is a whole poverty, not just physical poverty, spiritual poverty, and physical poverty, material poverty. Because he was wounded, he had sold, that's poverty. He had to live a certain kind of life. He wasn't too rich financially as well. Me though he had money, but he wasn't too rich financially because he's God. 
God has everything, but he came on heaven. There were sometimes he was thirsty. Sometimes he was hungry. Sometimes he had no place to sleep. He had to borrow somebody's boat to go and sleep inside after preaching. He borrowed a boat to sleep inside. So that I would not borrow a boat to sleep inside. I have to now believe it to have it. Have you heard the statement that, oh, when you, you have a, like, have you heard it before? Usually, there are some of you, your toenails are dead. Is it true or is it not true? It's faith. The problem is faith. Because when they were saying, they said, and I know it that usually, when you say, more you see this one this is something that hates it you see that it's there it's a way it has started doing something faith it is used for practical living do you understand it's not it's not abstract a, a everyday living everyday life that's the time faith must come alive Oh, and if you get a boil in your throat, you will die. And I get that is when your faith, your spiritual substance must come alive. That's not where you have to go and say, Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's true, but you just say, hey, hey, hey. God gave us faith to bring spiritual substance to this guy. Give us Hebrews 11 again. I said the point is what? Faith is spiritual substance for tangible what? Tangible what? Tangible what? Results. Look at it. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. What you hope for is what is in your mind. What you cannot see. What, what, what you cannot see physically but you have seen it spiritually. So it's a spiritual substance. But it's not physically. You understand? What is not here is a spiritual substance. The evidence of things not seen produce evidence for something you cannot see. Faith. Faith. Evidence. Evidence of things not seen. Throughout the Bible, there are so many people that produce things that were not seen by faith. The prophet's wife whose children were going to captivity and came to the prophet. Elijah said, oh, they are coming to take our children away. He said, what do you have? He said, cruise of oil. He said, go and borrow jars. Went and borrow jars. He said, fill them. They filled it. Ah, they became the business merchants of the day. Who would have believed that? Do you think a day before that there were cruises of oil there? No. What of the widow and her child? The prophet got there. He said, what do you have? He said, oh, this last bread and some, some tin or wine or oil, whatever. I said, give it to me, let me eat. And he said, what else do you have? He said, we have some flour. He said, fine, fine, fine. Do something with it and let me eat. He said, now. You will keep eating this thing until you get tired of it. The Bible said their cruise of uh, whatever, their bowl, bowl of flour never dried out. It means the more they fetched, the more it was there. 
There was a time some people were testifying of how they, they used a gas that was finished. Who was it? You? How many months did you use it? Or how long was it? How many weeks or something? What happened? It was finished. My God sticker. No, no, no. How do you, you are living and the gas is already finished. You understand? And you know that it's finished. Then suddenly you come and say that. When I light it, let it come. For how long did you use it? That's how, my, how long. Because I want to use to take long, like every two months. So she used an empty gas cylinder for two months. And who else also tested? So they don't mean like she's the one, Sophia. You can call her. It's fatal. Then when I own you, come. The next day, when I own you, must come. Then she'll stand and say, in the name of Jesus. When I own this, this one. Then to come. The next day, every my word. Until her faith, you know, the gas Allah came to kill her faith. That is how it is. Listen, you can live without money. Get so many things down until money comes. As soon as money comes, your faith goes off. You stop believing God for things you were receiving supernaturally because now you feel like you use your money to get them. Then suddenly, it's like that. These things are real. Look at her testimony. It's as soon as Allah came. Because her faith said, now Allah has come, now I'm going to buy the gas. She would have had a miracle gas stove that we will all go and borrow every now and then and bring to a house and use so. But as soon as Allah came, he said, God, I don't believe again. Now let me go and buy gas. Spiritual substance to produce physical things. Why am I teaching these things? Because I realize that we are entering another season of this ministry. We are growing. And we are entering another season. And if I am not careful, a lot of people will be left behind. The things God is promising he wants to do with us, we will not be able to do. You understand? So the money that is there spiritually must come physically. And I told you that God will also give you transactions. If you say you want this, give me this. And I will give you that. And as we begin to grow as a ministry, if care is not taken, we will become the opposite of everything we once believed for. Because when the time comes for us to respond to the leading of God towards something, we have no faith for it. So when God is saying, it is time for you to do this, you are like, God, how will I do it? Because everything is not working. And that's why I've decided I want to take the ministry through the school of faith. And all my sons and daughters all over the place and all my followers and partners and all the people who believe my ministry who are listening to the tapes. I'm taking every one of you to a season. Whether you like it or not, 
connected to me. And if God is leading me somewhere, it means that he's leading you somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, we must come to a point where we really understand what faith is and what faith can teach us. That's what we're teaching us. can't give the last point can't give the last point if I give it we will not close but I think I've already explained it point three faith is how God does business with men faith is how God does business with men I think when I began I was talking about the fact that God has placed a high priority on faith that if I do something for you you must believe if you don't believe, it will not be done. Full stop. So if you have said it, I must believe it or I will not have it. Now listen to me. In some families, God may come to, let's say, Edgar and talk to Edgar about something he wants to use him to do. But Edgar may not believe. He said, as long, I said, as, he said, just as rain comes and what is there, he said, so shall my word not come to me void. The word has been spoken, but he didn't believe. God will wait for maybe his son to come up and believe. If his son also comes and doesn't believe that, God is saying, I am going to do this and do this and go here and do this. His grandson will have to come and believe. And any of them who believes, they will begin to see. A certain kind of resolve because God has spoken, it must be done. Problem is faith. That's why sometimes you see somebody who loves God, but maybe the father or the mother is the devil's brother. Have you seen before? And you can spot that, no, no, it's like the call of God is upon this person, but the person is saying no. So somebody has to come and say yes. And sometimes the funny part of, the funny part of it is that a friend may even come close and come and say yes. God is saying, oh, let's get it done. That's a dangerous thing. That your friend will come and believe in your God and receive the promises of your God when you, the one who brought your friend to that faith, has not received it. That is why sometimes we bring new people to church and suddenly they start testifying powerful testimonies. We have been in church for 17 years. No testimony. Because we have come to a point where we don't believe God. But the new person has come and is excited and is believing. Somebody just joined the ministry and suddenly miracle breakthroughs. You have been here for so many years. No testimony. Because you have gotten familiar with God and gotten familiar with the man of God. When I get to a certain part, when I begin to teach on how faith comes, I'm going to hammer on something, on the familiarity that a lot of us have gotten with the word of God. They say, it looks like we already know, but we don't know. Because look at our lives. 
Eh, who say you need me as a man? You need me as a You need me as a man. Because when you even go to far, far villages, people believe the word of God. They see the results of the word of God. Everywhere around the world, anyone who believes the word of God sees the same results. The word of God is no respect of male and female, grown up or young. Look at me. Am I that old? I've seen God heal me. I've seen God. The same way somebody was 40 years. Kinetiki was 16 years old when he read Mark 11, 11 23. 16 years old. Read Mark 11 23 and said, ah, If I can believe. And God healed him on his bed. He was sick and lying on the bed. The doctor said that he was going to die. So it's not about age. As far as Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was also in Sunyano Kotokroma and also received the same healing. It's not about where you are. It's not about your age. If your, grand, your father is not believing God to open a certain financial door for him, don't say your father could not do it. So me too, I cannot do it. If your pastor, is, your pastor is not believing God for a certain breakthrough, don't say because my pastor is not believing, I cannot believe to have it. We must not get familiar with the word of God because if we do, we will lose a lot. And that's why a lot of people are in church. Their lives do not look like the Bible. That as of now, we are debating on something that will give us a blessing. He said, test me and see if I will not open the windows of every pot. I mean, something that has tied a blessing to it. I said, no, it has passed. Is it that? But when, 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 when the Old Testament said that fornication is a sin, adultery is a sin, we didn't say it has passed. Something that has a blessing attached to it. We have become familiar with God. Yes. I was chatting with a young man yesterday or so. He sent me a testimony. Well, I'm not teaching... Whether I believe in title, it doesn't matter. I don't even care. Because I do. If you don't, I don't care. Because I pay life. I give my tithe. I don't care. Some people, sometimes, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, you know, eh, eh, we are making this mistake. Please keep your money. And see if you can do something with your 100%. We'll keep you with tithe. So that we think we are wiser than God. So at the end of the day, we begin to say that, oh, you know, eh, that is why we are struggling because we, we, we think for God. Those AFMs that have known me for years, they know everything I say. I mean it. And if care is not taken, some of you will be left far behind. And new people will come and believe this thing that we are doing. And they will be blessed and their lives will change. And new people will still be far behind. Maybe my secret is not my title. It could be my heart for God. It could be ministry. Because me personally, I can tell you that why God is blessing me is because I'm doing ministry. God told me that if you keep doing this work well, I'll take care of you. So me, I don't care about title and, and, and all these givings. Because and this brother was telling me a, a very important thing about himself. He said, I sat down, I analyzed my life, and I realized that I looked at my life before I started giving. It's a school of faith. I'm the pastor of this church. I determine when we close the church. 
we have become familiar with faith. Me, things that work for me, I don't bargain on them. Sure, I know where God, God picked me from. I know where I was. Sometimes I'm even ashamed of saying, saying some of the things that how I was in my past. I know where God picked pick me from. And I know the things that have worked for me. So, Charlie, I believe in them. Believe in them. I've been in meetings, some pastors all these things, they don't work. I said, really? I said, brother, really? This thing doesn't work. Okay, fine. know what prayer does because I believe in prayer I know what holiness does because I believe in holiness I know what giving does because I've seen my I've seen doors open for me after I gave there were sometimes I like somebody said no to me I gave then they said yes Believe, I believe in giving. Forget about this. No, all these pastors, they want to. We, we give more than you. The stingy pastors are poor. But they come and sit down for the hours. You know, you know, the church members are the ones who are supposed to be. That's why you're poor. Listen, don't let anyone talk you out of your spiritual substance. That's what I'm trying to say. Your spiritual what? The thing you know you did that has worked for you and has, it, it's still working for you. But suddenly, somebody is challenging you out of it. Somebody is doing midnight prayer after hour. And suddenly, people say, Hey, you are wasting your time, you are doing whatever. Do you know the people that have been blessed by it? You have never watched it for even five minutes before. I've never watched it for five minutes before. I've never been on Alpha for five minutes before. Because during that time, I also have something to do. Then suddenly people start saying, oh, this is a waste of time. You're wasting your time. Do you know the things people do at 12, 12, 12 a.m.? These are people don't even sleep. At 12 a.m., people are still awake watching pornography, watching movies, watching this, doing this. Suddenly, people are praying and getting testimonies. Massa, the testimonies are mind-blowing. You are praying online, 12 a.m., wasting your time. After your boy, Juma, now, what did that? Why in the boy, Juma, what you, you, you stay awake 12 a.m.? Do you know people? What are you talking about? People go to clubs and still go to work. He said, that's why Africans are unproductive. Don't let anyone talk to you. Look at how many hours have you spent in church. You spent two hours, two, two hours, 30 minutes in church on Sunday, two hours, 30 minutes in church on, 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 on Thursday. And he said that you're wasting your time. You have spoiled all your energy and given all your energy to, to, to a man that at the end of the day, even your pension pay cannot do anything for you. God who you depend on for the rest of your life. They are telling you that you are wasting your time. 
How many hours do you go to work? Eight to nine hours. You go when? Seven, then you close for four. Seven to four is what? Nine hours. Nine hours. And you because all the radio, Mamu Jen Juma Binu de Oka, Brabe Oka, 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 Seven Nidia Kakaho. What did I mention? I say, into Oka Juma from six to something. How much do you get? Something that gives you hope because the work itself is frustrating you. Life is not working. Something that after today, having to, having to your faith come alive. Don't you feel like, ah, I feel like living two hours. They say that throw your two hours away. You are wasting your time in church. These people are deceiving you two hours. Two hours. Wait, how, how, how long do you watch a movie? Sometimes I watch a movie for four hours. I mean me, I mean me, me, me. Four hours of watching a movie. Three hours of playing a game. Three hours of playing a game. Then if, 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 if I have to spend, if I have to spend two hours in church, somebody says that, you know, when you're watching a movie, it is better. It is better. Watching a movie there is not a, it's not a problem. But being in church is a problem. Oh, it's okay. Watch a movie for seven hours. To all the night. I remember in the year 2010, I, something. I watched The Legend of the Seeker. I, I watched it uh, the next day. From, from a night to, I mean it, I'm not exaggerating. I watched it from around 4 p.m. I watched it until the next day morning, grind, grind. A whole season. 24 episodes or something. I watched everything. And my house was just like this. I couldn't stop. You know that movie? You just can't stop. The same thing with Marlin. I watched it like 24. Somebody said, watching Marlin is okay. Watching a movie that is depicting witchcraft and sorcery and other things. So they say it is okay. Watch witchcraft. Watch witches and wizards doing enchantments. Horror movies. Pouring blood. They say, watch movies of pouring blood. But. Yes. Two hours in church. They said, no, you're wasting your time. I want to ask you a question. Have you wasted your time? Do you waste your time? Do you think being in church is a waste of time? The Bible said the just shall live by faith. Listen, as you leave this place, do not allow anyone to talk you out of your faith in God. Leave your faith because you depend on it. Everything depends on your faith. Not on your salary. Not on who you marry. Not on the job you do. Not, on the pla- not in the place you live. Not the car you drive. Not your friends. Your faith. Amen.